Please listen carefully. Snake snacks, patty wax. Give a dog a bone. Hey, what's up, nerds? Welcome to this episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. On this mini-sode, now entitled Snacks, uh, we are going to be talking about the best shit that we read in February that we really, really loved. Um, Hopefully it'll be super quick, and we'll be trying out a new segment, and we'll go with this in the future. Uh, So the book that I read, I actually listened to it, audiobook, was Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Uh, The reason I picked this up is because the movie is coming out at the end of March, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is something I could get behind. And if you don't know what Ready Player One is, it's about a teen... Boy Wade Watts in the 2045, where basically people live their world, live their world, live their life on the Oasis, a video game that is virtual reality. And it was pretty cool. What an ad. Yeah, I know. Oasis people pay me. Ready Player <laughs> One, I'm available. I'm de- 100% your demographic. You're apparently I'm s- available for everything but this podcast. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> wow. I'm super stoked for this movie because I did quite like the book. It's yeah. got its issues, but yeah. overall it was really enjoyable. Like, the fun thing that I most love about it and what I keep thinking about is like the world he built. I may yeah. not have understood all the Game Boy references. It was a nerd level that I am not at. I was. In my personal life. <laughs> One that I knew and had played, and it was like the first video game, computer video game ever on the market, and you, it was in a White House, and you have to go on these searching things. It was very basic. When that like showed up in the book, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this on the big screen. But that's what that book was like for me, because I, I remember most of those games. I mean, it was a little bit more 80s than I could have identified with. Yeah. It was a lot of nostalgia, and it was so great as someone who reads video games, or someone who plays video games, to read them. I don't know why, but I love that. So I was like, look at this cross section of my interests. I can't wait to see how this will be played out on the screen. Because, like, even looking at the trailer, I can tell that it's not going to be 100% the same, but that's anything that happens in a movie. Uh, But I also noticed they have, like, 70 millimeter screens or something. Like, weird showings for this. Honestly, I'm probably going to watch... This would be one of the ones that I'd be willing to watch in 70 millimeter. Although I think that's... exactly for the stupid people out there? It's just fancy and classic. Is it just bigger? It's, um... Or not even bigger? It's not about the screen. It's about the size of the reel. Oh, okay. And it's, like, a really, like... It's supposed to be, like, a pure way to watch movies. It's, like, so the last Quentin Tarantino movie was 70 millimeter as well. And I did notice that it was a lot more widescreen than anything. Um, The quality was really good, but it had that classy spaghetti western feel to it. Okay. So I don't know if that adds to it as well. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, if anything, this is where you spend that money to make it as visually beautiful. Yeah. As you want. And it's also not digital at all, which is actually, that's weird. I think this would probably be better in something like IMAX because it's going to be a lot of CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe it but will But the point happen. of this is that it's not digital. Um, these are actual reels that they have to put in. Yeah. And I, it's like massive and very complicated. I think complicated. they're trying to keep it nostalgic just like the movie. But also to be fair, Steven Spielberg specifically thinks that that's the way people should watch movies. Okay. So it's probably because of him. Good info I didn't know. Hopefully I can come back with a positive rating because I'm pumped for this. Eats cast on the move. <laughs> oh my Eats god. cast at we, the theater. We record. Oh my god, we record people at the theater. If we what did you what bank, did you think? What did you think of the movie? Tell me. Like some fucking budget. Put ass. it on our fucking Instagram story. We run a podcast called Everyone and Their Sister. Would you mind giving us? <gasps> we a should little? pay time play to pit put us on. There. Okay. If do I you have seven thousand dollars? Uh, yeah. So that was Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Excellent. Nat. Best of Feb. Feb, not March. I did. I picked. 
Did I pick a fab? <laughs> Yes. I hope you did. Glad I, I glad I specified. I did pick a February title. Um, mine isn't actually out until September fourth, twenty eighteen. Um, I'm sorry, that's too many months. It's enough. Like that's too many before months. you. Why are you even sending out arcs that far in advance? You're hyping her way up. I'm yeah. I'm really hyping her up because like I've to be fair, I haven't read anything by Courtney oh Summers my God, before. You should. That's a mistake. Yeah, and I she has the best zombie book i've ever read really it's like breakfast club mixed with zombies okay i'm into it already it it was so good i still think about it to this day and i've read that maybe four years so ago. so i've always been interested in them because she looks like she's like a dark writer but like she tries to mix contemporary into it she's the best angst writer i think i've ever read in my entire oh yeah the angst was good Ugh. the angst don't tell me because i want to watch this watch this read this I will, fucking thing i will give you give this me. book <laughs> so this book is called sadie and if you do not know anything about the hype about this book, the reason why it's being hyped up so much right now is because the format is a podcast, oh, which so is good. super relevant because what is the most interesting type of podcast most people listen to? Usually true crime. Yes. And of course, this podcast is called The Girls. It is by a guy who's kind of like, if you ever watched uh, or not watched, listen to Up and Vanished. He's kind of like that guy, Payne Lindsay or whatever. Like that, so like, like an S-Town it's, kind, it's, kind of? So it was the first, Up and Vanished was like the first big true crime podcast that solved a crime. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, because of this podcast, they actually continued to investigate a crime that went unsolved. Really? It was that first big one. Yeah. And he's well known for that. That's why in a lot of true crime circles, Payne Lindsay is brought in. So Atlanta Monster, if you guys have heard of it, also by Payne Lindsay. Really good reviews. Also an amazing podcast. And he's a little less of a dick in this one. Because he's like, you know when you know somebody's like this hipster like... Oh, I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, just trying to yeah. like bring the truth out there. And yep. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. fucking doing this for your own fame right now. But now that he's already at the top in Atlanta Monster, he calms down the fuck. <laughs> like, you're just like, he's oh, you're more less down of, to earth now. Yeah. Like he's less of like a little bitch. Okay. So it's, it's really good. It's got that Payne Lindsay type of commentator in there. And so every other chapter is the podcast. And then the other chapter is Sadie's perspective. And Sadie is the older sister of a girl that was found dead behind a burning school. Uh. And she was found dead. They definitely imply that she's been raped. Mm. And she's like around. Do they around. say that in the... No, so they try to keep it a little PG at the beginning, but boy the fuck do oh, they not near the end. <laughs> really? Like, on the podcast, they try to keep it PG. Yeah, well, at, in the book, they try to keep it oh, PG. Okay. So they talk about it a little bit, because in, in the beginning, they're interviewing somebody that knows the girls. Okay. And so this whole podcast is about the girl that's been raped and found dead, and where the fuck Sadie went. So Sadie goes missing. And this whole podcast is about them finding Sadie, but Sadie knows where she is, obviously. Oh, the sister is missing. Yeah, the sister okay. is missing. Um, and her, like, god aunt or whatever is trying to figure out where she is. And she's like, you have to help her. I'm afraid she's in trouble. Oh, and so that's how they rope in the podcast. Exactly. So that's okay. how she ropes him into the podcast. And it becomes this now. whole thing. And it's so interesting seeing from their perspective because it makes you think, anytime you're listening to a podcast about someone that's disappeared, what is the same fucking thing is happening? They're just doing their own thing traveling around trying to figure shit out and the whole book is about sadie trying to find the person that killed her sister oh sounds so good and she knows who it is from the very (gasps) fucking beginning it's not a spoiler because she doesn't reveal who it is until like close to the end of the book but it is fucked up as fuck like it is like the kind of fucked up that you want to read about but you're like they try to ease you into it is it her she kill her sister? I'm not saying anything. Oh my god, did I guess it? <laughs> it is. Did I guess it? 
<laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying whether you guessed it or not. It is not what you think it is. It mm-hmm. is fucking well written. You can tell Courtney Summers has written a lot of books. Oh, she because is the she best. is a superb writer. It is intriguing in the way it's formatted because of the podcast. You can tell she could fucking write a podcast. She could host a podcast. She's good at it. She, She's practiced. I, I follow her. Guys, on Inst- you don't need more competition. I follow her. On we Instagram. don't do true crime. <laughs> yeah, Instagram and Twitter. You can tell. Yeah. I think she was a fan of, like, my favorite murder and stuff. Oh, for sure. She's 100% a fan of any sort of true crime podcast. Can She's... I give my recs for her books? I'm going to give that <laughs> Yeah, do it. It's Top three. All the Rage, Some Girls Are, and then This Is Not a Test. Which one is the zombie one? This Is Not a Test. That's what I thought, because my friend really loved that oh, one. Oh, it's so good. I still think about it. And I haven't read the, like, companion sequel thing, because I don't want to get upset. This is for sure the book that is going to hook me into the rest of her writing. Like, it was really, really well done. I was so surprised. I thought it was going to be, like, that shitty, like, teen true crime read that I was going to read. And then I'd be, like, one and done with it, whatever. Got into it, was like, what the fuck am I reading? I stayed up all night for this book. And the last time I did that was, like, maybe sometime middle of last year. So it's been a while. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I know. It's so good. So, Christina, what is your book of the month pick for February? Well, it's not, certainly not something people are going to have to fucking wait till September to read. <laughs> I think the anticipation for this will be worth it. It'll how worth are you going to wait? Until, how are you going to even remember? Follow her August on Instagram. Is come that's, around. But that's how you'll wait. She, she's very empowering. She posts selfies of herself and she's like, you know what? You can just post a picture of yourself if you want to. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going if I wanted. I think she's you actually could post she's Canadian. Canadian. She's she, like, Canadian. She like lives outside like maybe Barry or something. <gasps> Call her up. Let's get her on the podcast, guys. I'm going to tag her in this. Let's do this. Yes. Courtney Amazing. Summers, we love you. She likes my Instagram post because I tried to get a win an arc from her. I didn't. don't think I won. <laughs> but I posted her comment. I'm like, I want this. And I, I was like, to Aurora, this. I'm like, it's a murder book and podcast. What more do we need? Oh, was it for Sadie? Yeah. Well, now you're going to get a copy. <laughs> Send me one. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Christina. I got too excited. Uh, no, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, so my book is one that you have had to listen to me talk about for quite some time. Um, for those of you who don't know, me and Steph also do a different podcast for other reasons. And we got the chance to interview um, the person who created Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Sarah Wendell. Yes, yes. And she personally recommended this fucking book. And I was like, oh, I feel really bad that she recommended those things if I didn't read them. So I had to read them. And also she specifically called out that this one took place in England and that it was in like the West End Theater District. Like that's who the main characters were. And I was like, oh, okay, done in in a second. and I had read this previously and I'm like, oh my God, why have I never told you to read this? Because it's so perfect. As I was reading, I was so offended that you had oh, never got me to why. read it. Because, so the book is called Act Like It. It's part of a series called London Celebrities it's by great. Lucy it's Parker. It's so great. London Celebrities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, again, it takes place in, like, the theater district of London, and the two main characters, um, the main, is the main actress in the play, and she used to date the main guy playing her love interest in the play. And there's another guy who plays the villain and he is like a really, there's another guy playing the villain and he is a like famous for being like an asshole. Like he's a really good writer, but he's actually like a fucking dick. Um, Really good writer, really good actor. Sorry, really good actor. And then he's a really good actor, um, but he's famous for being like a dick. Um, And, they realize, like, it's for some reason, like, the, the plotting of this is absurd. To clean up his image, they have to fake date because it'll sell tickets for the show. But also it'll make his image look a little bit better. And then she'll get to be, like, 
the concept is like she gets to be in the news more, but she's like a good person. Well, she um, her boyfriend left her and was pictured kissing someone else, so she's like kind of needs revenge. So that's why they kind yeah. of pick her. And the reason they're not selling tickets to the theater show is because he's a dick, and yeah. his exploits are kept getting it recorded. Yeah. And she's considered like an angel, like she runs like a charity. And so the reason that they get to talk her into this is they tell her that they're gonna put, um, or they're gonna give three Saturdays of takings to her charity if she agrees to do this. And then because she's a good person, she's like, oh, fine. Because that's how they have to get you into, like, accepting that she did this. But here's what matters. All of that nonsense plots it up. It doesn't matter. These two sassy motherfuckers. You meet this girl, and I started reading this, and I was like, this girl's, like, it's fine, but it's kind of bland. I wasn't super into it. It didn't seem like my kind of thing. But her and, like, the guy who's the villain who ends up being the dude she ends up dating is they talk to each other with so much sass and so much of so much talk back and like when she starts talking to him all she does is like make fun of him and the choices that he makes and then he gives it back to her and that give and take i was like excuse me there is so much salt and so much sarcasm in this. How on earth, Steph, did you not tell me to read know. this before? Because <laughs> my greatest failing. <laughs> my favorite line is like, you're well into the book and they're talking about him as a person and the way he talks to people and they're going back and forth. Um, and she says something about the way he talks to you and goes, I know what I say, but then I expect people to say it back. And it's like a fun conversation that we're having. And you're the only one that does that. And I was like, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Every mean, stupid, salty thing you say, you expect it to be given back. And if people don't give it, that's not your fault. You're going to stop talking that way. I loved it. There's a fucking scene. All you, there's this fucking scene with vegetables <laughs> that uh, for some reason is so absurd. They're at like a little fete, which is like a little fundraiser in a small, tiny town. And one of the events is um, who has the biggest vegetable garden or who has yes. the biggest vegetable specifically. Biggest pumpkins. Biggest, biggest pumpkins. pumpkins. And he sees that and he has a reaction of like, like, what the fuck is this? And she explains. She's like, people grow these like massive vegetables and then you vote on who's they whoever has the biggest one wins and for some reason this like really really rich really like kind of snobby kind of like holier than thou sometimes kind of dude goes into this thing and he is so enamored with the concept of the biggest vegetables (laughs) they at one point write a scene where he's like he's just holding a bunch of herbs and vegetables in his arms and she's talking about it and the judge like just picturing that in your mind he's in like a super fancy suit he's got like a nice long coat on and then he's just carrying gourds he had to go and search out the best soil to ask the farmers how did you get that big pumpkin sir i need to know and it's it's so small. It's sorry, it never comes up again for the rest of the book. No. It's just this tiny, this tiny little thing about him that I was like, I'm enamored. He's I, so endearing. He's an asshole, me, but he's sir. very endearing. Oh, he is so endearing. It, it takes a little bit of time, but once you get there, you're like, oh, okay. Anybody who okay. likes a good gourd, I'm into it. Yeah, no, he's a big fan <laughs> of the gourds. It honestly was so cute. She gets sick, so they have to do their whole like ridiculous of nonsense. Of course she gets sick. Of course he's so dead. Yeah. I will say, it ended up being a roller coaster near the end, but I fucking loved it the whole time. It was so good. That was easily my best of February. And there's two other books in the series that are just as good, which Absolutely. is hard to say about anything, but they're just as good. Yep, I'm going to be reading the next one uh, later today. Pretty Face is its name. Pretty and they face. all take place like London celebrities situation. Yeah. It's great. But what I need you to do is I need you to recommend me any other books that take place in the theater district. We also, we all have a friend who is not really into romance and has kind of always said, like, she just doesn't get any joy out of them. It's not something you do for her. But hearing, 
hearing me talk about act like it she was like okay you know what i'm gonna try this book and she read it and she fucking loved it she loved it we've converted another thank god who is this anna Anna. oh right looking at you anna yeah Yeah, shout out normally read romances yeah this was the one because we were Damn. sitting for her birthday and Christina's going on and on. She's like, act like it is so good. And then yeah. the vegetable scene really the vegetable, The vegetable is in. what clinches it. If you yep. are thinking about reading this and you hear that vegetable scene, you got to read it. As, when I saw you made the motion with your hands holding gourds, I was just like, I'm into that. Because that's <laughs> hey, I, picture, I picture that scene and I just see like a dude standing full on straight wearing like a nice slightly long hip coat and like a nice deep navy. And just he's like, like looking around. He's like, <laughs> just, I love these gourds. And he's yeah. holding like, there's like, Oh, like a squash and, and then like, like I some soil. I need more. Soil. I need more. I need all the info I can possibly get. Yeah. Ugh, beautiful. So I don't it. bring that up ever again. No, it's it never, never comes up again. It's amazing. It's just because it's just like a normal part of his life. The dialogue in this, the way this author writes dialogue is frankly lovely. It's like, re- it's like watching something. That was her debut book too, which wow. is crazy. Shout out Lucy Parker. You did a great job. I'm literally in love with this book. I love you. Where I just read from? all your is books. she from the UK? She, uh, maybe she lives in New Zealand now. Karina Press, everybody. So that was my, that was my best of February. God loved it. Act Like It by Lucy Parker. I forget what mine was. Wow. Okay. <laughs> nope, nope, no, no, no. I'm finishing it. Nope. She no, had no best You February. get your hand Steph, out of my mouth. Steph, Steph. What was your no. best? Nat mine, had nothing. Nat Sadie. had nothing. Sadie by Courtney Summers. Mm, I've never heard of it. I'm not letting you guys be, I'm like the child. <laughs> and you're trying to win my love. Listen, I had to pick you two up after work and I felt like Thanks, such mom. a fucking mom. <laughs> I picked Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Excellent. Uh, if you have your best of February that you want to talk about, or if you have any opinions about those, if you read Act Like It, which you fucking should, come at us at at Eats Cast, please. And Shout out to all the authors that make us read at night and dude, not get any sleep. Way past my bedtime. <laughs> yep. Listen, I did some stuff. There were some other things I should have been doing, like possibly my job. And instead... I was reading this. So what are you going to (laughs) do? Whoops. Whoopsie. Thanks, everybody. Have a good time and happy binging. Bye. 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 And look out for appetizers coming next month. And it's going to be a surprise. So thanks, guys. Music credit goes to artist Pluribel for the song Wallflower and Jazzhar for the song Please Listen Carefully. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm ready. That's a good song. I like it. That's <laughs> check out our SoundCloud now to buy that track for one ninety nine. Whoa, <laughs> steep pricing. Yeah, you got it. Listen, you got to charge what you're worth.